I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. will and each week I narrate your real paranormal encounters and if you have one that you would like me to narrate on the show you can send it to scary a paranormal podcast at gmail.com as always before we get into this week's episode I want to give a special shout out to our new patreon subscribers who are Joe Portlock, Tegan, Katie Hooper, Hayley Perkins and Gemma H. Lowe Thank you so much for signing up to the Patreon. If this is something you're interested in, you can find the link in this episode's show notes or go to patreon.com forward slash scary a paranormal podcast where you gain access to exclusive Patreon only scary episodes as well as some bonus content. But now, let's get into this week's encounter. Just before the pandemic, my family and I experienced some crazy things in a place that we rented. Before we moved into this place, we were renting a small house for my uncle, who I no longer speak to. There was a few major problems with the house, and when we discovered that the place was covered in black mould, we knew that it wasn't a safe environment for ourselves or our daughter and my uncle was completely unwilling to get it looked into or cough up any money to try and remedy this situation. But of course he would still take the rent every month. How you would treat your family like that, I don't know, but everybody's different I guess. It definitely caused some tension in my family and we were refusing to put any of our own money into this. We'd just find somewhere else to live. Within two months we were gone, and on October 6th we moved into our new place. I was super paranoid that this new place might have black mould too, but luckily the place was totally fine. Also, the landlady was a really, really sweet kind lady. She was really helpful. And on the first day of us moving in, she even gave our daughter Kaylee a little teddy bear. From the first night in our new home, it became crystal clear that something was off deeply off 
You know how they say that some kids and animals can sense things that we can't? Well, our one-year-old daughter turned into a perfect example of that. She had always been such a good sleeper right through the night without a peep. We were blessed, but suddenly, but suddenly she was up screaming like she had seen a nightmare unfold with open eyes. I mean, we thought it was just the new environment at first. Maybe this distress of moving had upset her, but as time went on, we knew that this was different. It was as if she could see or feel something that we couldn't. Night after night, it was the same story. Her cries just piercing through the house, breaking silence and breaking my heart. And then there were some moments where she would just laugh out of nowhere, looking at something or someone invisible in the room. Those moments really freaked me out, to be honest. I think this was because even if you stood in front of her, she would try look around you to see the thing that was making her laugh that we could not see. It was as if she was really seeing something physical. And after a while, I got worried that maybe there was something medically wrong with her. Maybe she was hallucinating or there was something going on that needed to be looked at. So we eventually ended up going to the doctor who checked her over. We explained the whole situation. And she pretty much just said that this was due to a new environment and that she was getting used to new surroundings and we shouldn't panic. This was normal behavior for some kids. And, and that put me at ease, to be honest with you. I didn't want to find out anything horrible that could be wrong with my daughter. And these things didn't happen all the time. They just happen every now and then. Her laughing or talking to an area of the room that had nothing in it. And I kind of got used to it. I was the one that spent most of the time with her. And I'd continue doing chores around the house and, and keep an eye on her. It was a pretty open plan, so it was ideal. She'd have these conversations with herself. And she was barely talking at that stage. Just the odd word here and there. I mentioned these conversations because they were the one thing, even after having our conversation with the doctor, that still freaked me out. She was making those noises that kids make, entertaining themselves when they're playing and stuff. But what freaked me out was these bursts of laughter that were laughter that happens when you're playing with a kid or a kid is watching something funny on TV or those kind of moments that would happen when nothing would be in the room or the TV wouldn't be on. There was nothing to laugh at, nothing was. And when those moments would happen, I'd always just double take and, and have a look and see what are you laughing at. And there would be nobody there or nothing really weird. I'd tell my partner that this was still going on. They were in work and, and weren't witnessing all these weird events, but we still had those nighttime screams that made everybody wake up. And then the pointing started. We'd be in the living room 
her playing with her toys and suddenly she'd stop, look up and point to the corner of the room. Every single time my heart would just stop because you'd look over half expecting to see something there but there was nothing, just a cold empty corner. But her little face was so convinced, absolutely sure that there was something or someone there. I was making plans to bring her to another doctor for a second opinion. My partner thought I was overreacting, but I I just felt that something wasn't quite right. About a week after this whole pointing thing started was when things got really heavy. One night, Kaylee woke up screaming and I, I went into her room. We always left her bedroom door open. As I got closer to her room, I could see that she was standing up in her crib, looking out at me. And just as I went to walk inside the room, I saw the shadow of somebody or something standing at the bottom of the crib. But the time I, I blinked, it was gone. But I knew something weird was after happening because the air in that room was different and the temperature was way colder than what it should have been. I told my partner, you know, I I think I saw something weird in that room, something weird is happening. And I I just pushed for Kaylee to to be brought into our bedroom for a while. So we moved the crib and she she slept in there. And she was sleeping a lot better. Even though she was now in the room with us, we were getting we were getting solid night sleep. I think after that night I began to feel a bit creeped out in the house. One day my sister, who is a godsend, took Kaylee for the day to give me a bit of a rest. I had sat down and watched some TV and must have nodded off for a few moments. When I came around, I could hear voices, like someone was arguing with another person, and it sounded like it was coming from inside the house, but was distant. I think initially I thought maybe it was the TV, and when I switched that off, I thought maybe I had left something on my phone that was continuously playing, and I didn't realize I turned it off. Check my phone, no, there was no noise coming out of it. And then I realised that these noises seemed to be coming from down the hallway. And after walking down the hallway, it was clear that they were coming from Kaylee's old bedroom. These voices sounded like somebody had left maybe a television on at low volume inside a room, but I knew there was no TV in there, there was no radio, there was not even a speaker. That room pretty much just had her clothes and a few toys. I had been keeping that bedroom door closed all the time because to be honest with you I just didn't really like that room after I thought I saw somebody in there I listened at the door you couldn't make out words but you could hear parts of this argument of what it sounded like and then it struck me maybe maybe the window in the bedroom was left open a little bit or something and that realisation kind of washed through me and I just opened the door instinctively thinking oh the window's open when I opened the door these voices completely stopped and inside the bedroom was complete silence at this point I was convinced that this place was haunted 
my partner, they weren't quite there yet. But then they weren't in the house as much as I was. All these weird things that were happening in the house were pointing towards that in my mind. Another weird occurrence happened whenever I was trying to get Kaylee to fall asleep and my sister had texts to say that she was going to call over. I'd said to her to leave it for an hour or so, just wait until Kaylee was completely asleep. So she said no problem. About an hour passed and Kaylee had finally fallen asleep. I heard her car pull up in our driveway and I went to our front door to open it, to let her in. Immediately she's making this weird face and comes up close to me and whispers, Who's here? I'm like, nobody's here. It's just me and Kaylee's asleep. And she's like, no, the guy, is he working on the house or something? It turns out that she said that whenever she was driving up to the house that she saw a guy in the window looking out, um, who she didn't recognise as being one of her friends or a family member. So she assumed that it must be some guy over to fix something wrong with the house. There was nobody, nobody in the house. She was so adamant that she had saw somebody in the window that she made me look all around the house with her to see because she was convinced that there was somebody in the house hiding or that somebody had gotten in that I wasn't aware of. So we looked all throughout the house. I had a habit of making sure that the, the back door was locked whenever I'd bring Kaylee for a nap. Just because of that reason that, you know, you didn't want somebody coming into the house anyway. The door was locked, there was nobody nobody in the house. We looked everywhere. She was so freaked out about this that she ended up staying until my partner got home and then she she went because she didn't want to leave me and Kaylee there on her own. I had told my sister about the weird things that were happening in the house. So when my partner got home and he heard this whole story, he didn't believe that any of this happened. He just thought that she was pulling my leg, that this was her way of, of pulling a prank on me. That evening, we all go to bed. I wake up at around 2 a.m. to him at our bedroom door, wide-eyed, on the phone to the cops. And as I'm coming to, I can hear him saying, there's somebody in our house, they've got a gun, we've got a kid here, like, please hurry. And I'm telling them to be quiet because Kaylee's in her room and she's still asleep. He says that he wakes up and hears voices in the house. And then he heard a gun fire. But I'm thinking, I didn't hear a gunfire. I would have woke up. If I heard a gunfire, Kaylee would have woke up. The cops come and they're annoyed. Of course, there was nobody in the house. And I'm annoyed at this point because half our neighbourhood is awake. I can see the lights on in their house. And we hadn't really interacted with our neighbours at this stage. We had only been living there a short while. And now I'm thinking there's this really bad impression that we're putting upon our neighbours. The next day, the landlady calls. She's after hearing about this. Some of the neighbours have called her to tell her what happened. And she's wondering what has happened last night, you know. So I tell her, I I don't know, I I think my partner had had a bad dream and he must have thought that there was somebody in the house and... She's a little bit quiet on the phone, but then said that she's going to drop by later on. I suppose she just wants to check out and see that everything's okay, so I didn't I didn't tell her not to. She comes over and has a good look around, and she sees that everything's fine. I make her a cup of coffee, and we get talking about the house, and I, 
I told her, you know, there's been some some weird things happening here. And I told her all the all the strange things that had happened, and you know, has it, has you ever had this before in the past with, with other previous tenants or? And she's like, no. She's telling me, you know, maybe things were a bit stressful in your past house, so you were telling me, and you know, it's a big move, and you've got a kid, and she's trying to pass all this off, and in my head, I'm thinking, no, there's something something weird going on here. Then something told me to to shut up because <laughs> she's already over here because the cops were here last night and now she'll think that her her tenant is some crazy lady who who thinks the house is haunted. I end up apologising to her for having to come out here t- to see if everything's okay and reassure her that you know nothing like this will, will happen again. And so she went off. I really didn't want to move house again. After she left, I call my partner and, and tell him that she was over here and he still 100% believes that he heard the sound of a gun firing and people talking in the house he's like I I wasn't dreaming I was awake I couldn't sleep I was lying there awake for ages and then I heard all this noise he he was like I wasn't dreaming I wasn't glad that this had happened to him but part of me felt like I wasn't the one that was going insane and that now he had experienced something as well by now it kind of felt like the, there was a shift in whatever was happening. Even though Kaylee had been more settled in her bedroom at night, she was now becoming more unsettled. One night Kaylee woke up screaming and I couldn't get her to fall back asleep. So I picked her up and decided to bring her down to the living room for a little bit. I was carrying her in my arms and when I was walking past her old bedroom, just as I passed the door, it started to shake like as if somebody was holding the door handle and pushing and pulling it. The whole door was vibrating. That really frightened me, so I ran back to the bedroom and I woke up my partner, telling him that there's somebody in the room, somebody's in the house. So he gets up and we go down to that bedroom door, he opens the door, nobody's inside, it's completely empty. And it wasn't wind, that night was really still, couldn't have been a draft. It was, it was like somebody was trying to get out of that room, but the door was locked, if that makes sense. By now, we were all freaked out. My sister was updated on what was happening. My partner was really freaked. He's like, this place is definitely haunted. It's weird. We need to get some holy water in here. The next day, it's a Saturday morning. I went out to get something out of the car and our next door neighbour who I'd never met before comes out and she says hey how are you getting on in your house are you guys all settled yet and I kind of slipped for a moment and I said I don't know if we'll be here for much longer and she's like oh why and I ended up telling her that there's some weird things in the house she's a really nice friendly lady so I'm telling her everything and she's just nodding her head back at me. And by the time the last sentence has come out of my mouth, I have this moment where I realise that I don't really know this woman and she's going to think I'm an absolute nut job. And her response to me was, well, I'm not surprised with what happened in the house. And continues to say, and the last couple that lived there, they didn't have a good time there either. Turns out, that there was a couple that lived there originally and the husband came home one day and found his wife cheating 
they had a massive argument and this guy pulled out a gun on the other guy and shot him and killed him. I couldn't believe it. We had no idea that somebody had been murdered in our house. So I ended up telling this neighbour to come in, tell my partner everything that she had told me. And I ended up bringing the landlady and confronting her to say, you never told us that somebody had been murdered in this house. We're experiencing all these weird things. I told you this yesterday. You never mentioned anything. And she's completely silent on the phone. I'm like, the neighbour told us that the last tenants had a problem here too, that they experienced weird stuff. She's just dead silent. Is not responding. She's not even saying, you're crazy, you're making this up. That's when I knew that what the neighbour had told us was the truth because she was guilty. She, she was acting like she was guilty. And I know the murder wasn't this lady's fault. And I understand that you don't really want to be telling somebody of a place that you're wanting to rent out that, oh, there was a murder here. But I guess the fact that she had been there the day previous and I had told her all these things, she could have come clean and said, you know, there was something tragic that happened here. And maybe maybe that has something to do with what you're experiencing and maybe we can get a priest in or something. We pretty much decided there and then that we wanted to we wanted to leave the house because I didn't really feel safe there. You don't really want to be sharing your house with a small kid with something that feels like it's dangerous. That's what it felt like living there. We ended up telling the landlady that we were we were leaving. We weren't going to be staying there and gave her very little notice and she didn't even didn't even tell us that we needed to give longer or anything. We gave her I think a week's notice in the end. My sister said that we could stay at her place until we found somewhere new and that's what we did. And we we never experienced anything anything weird again and haven't experienced anything in our new place either. And that house I hate driving down that road that it's on. I'll deliberately try find a different route so I won't have to even look at it. Thank you, Aubrey, for sending in your paranormal experience. If you have your own paranormal experience that you'd like me to narrate on the show, you can send it to scaryaparanormalpodcast at gmail.com. Before we finish up this week's episode, I want to say a special hello to all our new followers. I know we got a new influx of listeners to the podcast. I am so grateful. Thank you so much for sending kind messages and reaching out it's really really nice to hear the podcast is slowly approaching 200,000 downloads which is a number that i did not think i would be reaching this soon thank you so much make sure to hit the follow or subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss a future episode and join me next time for another episode of scary 